Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to an all-new Sermons in the Park podcast exclusive episode. As always, I am your Reverend Jamie McCaskill. Now, before we get started, I want to uh, let you know if you hear a dog barking in the background, um, I apologize for that. That's my neighbor's dog. He puts him out early in the mornings, and he just barks and barks and barks for long periods of time. And right now he's quiet, but um, if you start hearing him again, I, I want to apologize for that. Now, um, just to let you know, uh, the votes are in, and we're going to be doing the Purgatory um, podcast episode here. Um, a few, a couple of you did chime in and say that you wanted it, so here we go. We're going to go ahead and do that. Um, the next podcast exclusive will be continuing on on our six-part series on conspiracies in the Bible. This is just one that um, you know I've been asking you guys about, <clears throat> and a couple of you did chime in. Now, um, before we get started, I want to address uh, something that's uh, go- some of the things that's going on in the world, um, and I would like to ask you to go on Google and verify these things. Uh, these things are honest; they're right there. You can find them. Um, the major media is not covering them, but they're there. And with a little bit of search, you can find them. And um, if you go on YouTube, a few of the um, Christian YouTubers I follow, they have discussed these things. These things are real, and they are going on in the world today. <clears throat> if you go back on the YouTube channel, um, you'll find my series on Revelations. Um, if you watch them and then pay attention to what's going on around you and use and look at these things that I'm about to talk about, You'll see that these things are true. And um, first off, I want to reveal why I'm talking about this on a video for Purgatory. Um, one of them is this. Um, the Catholic, the, the Pope um, just did his uh, recently, uh, like within the past week. He got together with all these other major religious leaders. I'm talking Islam, um, Buddhism, all these major world religions have come together and they did something that and you may not agree with me here and that's understandable but it was blasphemous now yes the, the only good part about it is he didn't go to the real mount sinai he went to what is considered the traditional mount sinai which is where um, hundreds of years ago, the Catholic Church built a, 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 a monastery, uh, what they were, they consider Sinai. And there they gathered, like I said, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism. And they created a brand new Ten Commandments. I kid you not. In fact, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to pull them up on my computer and I'm going to read them to you. New. New Commandments 2022. Mount Sinai. How's that? And I'm going to read them to you.
And while they were there, um, while they were there, these activists smashed tablets. So here, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you the actual article here. This is on CNN. It says. Pope Francis released a sweeping statement about the environment on Thursday calling for a cultural cultural revolution to change our lifestyles for our addictions on from our addictions to technology to our treatment of the poor. The document is very long, 184 pages in English, but here are t- here are 10 commandments the Pope says everybody can follow. Commandment number 1, think of the future generations. 2, Embrace alternative energy sources. Three, consider pollution's effect on the poor. Four, take the bus. Five, be humble. Six, don't become a slave to your phone. Seven, don't trade online relationships for real ones. Eight, turn off the lights, recycle, and don't waste food. Nine, educate yourself. Ten, believe you can make a difference. Now, these may not be the actual Ten Commandments that I'm talking about here. Actually, they're not. This is from uh, 2015. I'm sorry. Let me go back. Five days ago. Okay, so he has not released them officially yet. Um, As I'm reading here, it says Pope will release the new Ten Commandments November. Sometime, Sometime later this month. Here we go, the Ten Commandments of Climate Change. And that is an article. So go. So yes, go look these up for yourself. There are YouTube videos on it. I'm not. Of course, I'm not going to click it here and uh, play them. But they are out there. I I did see them on, in a video. So yes, that's that's the first thing I wanted to mention, and that's why I'm putting this in a video or an, or an uh, podcast exclusive on purgatory because this is a Catholic thing, right? Uh, I also. Type into your Google, you type in um, interface center Abu Dhabi. This is going to be a place that will be released, uh, opening up sometime either this year or next year. 
Um, now this is again, you know, in the end times there will be this inter, there will be the one world religion. That is what this is. And through some of my reading, I found that uh, the only religion that will not be allowed to pro to to uh, preach there, even though there will be a Christian church there, which will probably be Catholic, you're not allowed to preach there as a Christian. Um, and when you look at this place, it it looks like something that uh, the Antichrist would would, uh, would 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 promote. This it it's this could be the religious Babylon. Um, and, and here I am looking at it, and here are pictures of the Muslims and the Pope shaking hands and hanging out. Um, so yeah, uh, we we are closer and closer to the end times just by that, aren't we? Now here's something else. Um, now they have not officially announced him as their Messiah. But in Jerusalem, there is a man right now, Rabbi Shlomo, I can't remember, uh, Yehuda. Look him up. This is not something that I'm making up. Uh, there, this guy is being promoted by many as the Messiah in Jerusalem. Um, not only that, but one of the ones that, that has recently come to my attention and, and, and is worrying me, worrying to me, especially uh, because uh, you probably have heard me talk about, you know, uh, the way we treat the elderly and things like that. Canada is now endorsing assisted suicide. And right now they're trying to decide whether or not to allow it be used for people with mental illness. You cannot tell me that there aren't people out there who, 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 who suffer from depression who would not rather go and have assisted suicide? Depression is considered a mental illness by many. So tell me that, that, that that's not something that you could see happening. This is in Canada, and it's not long. It's not in America. It's not far behind Canada. When something becomes big in Canada, it will come down here to the United States eventually. So just look into these things. Now, in Revelation, we read that an angel will 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 uh, dip his finger into the Euphrates River and it will dry up to make way for the kings of the east. Brothers and sisters, this one, if you have not already Googled some of the stuff I'm mentioning to you, the Euphrates River is drying up. Many in Jerusalem are now, or many over there in the Middle East are now calling it scorched. It is so dry. These things are coming. We are closer now than we've ever been. We're closer now than we were yesterday. And brothers and sisters, tomorrow will be even closer. When you're listening to this podcast, you are closer to it than I am now preaching it to you. The Euphrates River is drying up. There's a man in Jerusalem that the Jews are claiming is the Messiah. Not only are they claiming this man is the Messiah, they're saying he's done miracles. The Pope has brought in new ten, a new Ten Commandments. Canada is now allowing assisted suicide for something as simple as mental illness. There was a soldier 
in Canada who announced to, uh, I heard this to a preacher that I listened to on YouTube. He went through the media and announced that he called in to just say he wanted to talk to someone because of PTSD, and they started asking him, would he be interested in assisted suicide? This world is just getting darker and darker and darker. Anyway, uh, I think I've rambled a little bit much uh, more than I planned. Uh, so let's let's get into the reason we're here, right? And that is, um, what is purgatory? So the question that I'm sure many of you have all, I'm pretty sure a lot of you already have this question in your head as soon as I mentioned purgatory originally. I know that Miss Mary, um, when she messaged me, she's very curious about it. Uh, now, I know also that I have a lot of Catholic followers. Um, and I'm sure that as a follower of my sermons on Sundays and the podcast here on the podcast, you know a lot you 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 already know that I use the Bible and only the Bible when I for my own beliefs. If it's not in the Bible, I don't follow it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not spoken by God. If it's not in the Bible, we should not base our faith and our religion off of it. There are a lot of man-made rules out here that were created by man. And we sh- we should not fought, we should not base our faith off of these things. So I'm sure that as a Catholic, and believe me, I know you guys are taught these things by priests and things like that. So I'm sure you're going to ask me: Is purgatory defined in the Bible? You may even be asking, what scripture explains the teachings of purgatory? And lastly, you might be asking yourself, if you're especially if you're not a Catholic, you're you're probably asking, who promotes this doctrine of purgatory? And the answer to all of this is that is simple. And that word, purgatory, is nowhere in the Bible at all. Now, let's look at that word. Let's look at the word itself and that word purgatory. It, 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 if you were to look it up, it means to purge or to cleanse, okay? And it did not exist. Pay attention to what I'm about to say to you. The word purgatory did not exist until somewhere between the years 1175 and 1225 A.D. How do I know that? Simple. I just used dictionary.com and I looked it up. Okay? Now, sadly... If you believe in purgatory, I have to tell you that there is no doctrinal support in it. That means that there is no 
inspiration of God on that teaching. Now, if you're a Catholic friend of mine and you know me in person, <laughs> you know that I used to go to St. Wendelin Festival uh, here in town, and they had those Catholic, you know, because it was put on by the Catholic Church. Um, it was a way to support the St. Wendelin School. And my wife and I would like to go in there for the, uh, they had the big yard sale inside of the, the, uh, the, uh, the gymnasium there. And I'm saying this for mostly for the people who are listening, who are maybe from Louisiana, where I'm from, or, or uh, somewhere around. But anyway, uh, the yard sale was a way to support the school to get, get to be able to for these children to come there and attend and stuff like that. Um, the yard sale um, also included you know library books and things like that. And uh, in fact, uh, I got a lot of stuff from my ministry from. The books there that's a lot of what i learned especially about catholicism because i was not a big i was not big into catholicism i wasn't raised in catholicism i wasn't um uh, it wasn't talk to anyone from johnsville louisiana and they'll tell you the catholic church there's the smallest church in the city uh there's like two or three baptist churches two or three pentecostal churches one catholic church and it's about the size of a small home. Anyway, um, so so that's where I, you know, that's why I know a little bit of the things um, about like uh, purgatory and things like that, and, and also um, research online and uh, some of the books Miss Mary gave me have a little bit in there. Uh, so, uh, but a lot, a lot I learned online. Through, through, and I want to make sure you understand this, Catholic people. I learned this through official Catholic websites, not through you know some Protestant one that's anti-Catholic. No, uh, this is from official church sources and things like that. Um, so just just please bear that in mind. Uh, the teaching on purgatory uh, was actually expressed by the uh, Roman Catholic Church and it came from the Council of Florence actually a lot of you Catholics may not realize this I you know some of this stuff I got, I got from official priest manuals and things like that um, but it came from the Council of Florence which is from 1431 to 1449 AD that's right Purgatory is a man-made doctrine. And it is what, if you were to look through the, the, the New Testament, you'll see that this is what is considered man a tradition of man. Now, I, I, go look at Mark chapter 7, verse 8, and read it with me. Mark chapter 7, verse 8 reads for laying aside the commandment of God ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many others such like things ye do now let's not only stop let's not stop there let's let's continue 
Go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. There you'll read, beware. Do you notice that? Beware. Beware means be ready for war. You're supposed to stand against this. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Beware these things, right? Be at war with them. You see, the declaration of the doctrine of purgatory, just like, I want to make sure you understand it's just like many, many, many others. This is dangerous. It obscures the precious truth of the Holy Writ. Purgatory is a Catholic teaching, an unbiblical teaching. What does it teach? It teaches that some people who repent here in life, they they will they might still have to go undergo punishment from God after they die for their transgressions. You see. They're teaching that, and and the reason that the Catholic Church felt this was important is because, now think about this, this is this has taken place after um, Martin Luther's split because Martin Luther was revealing things, so so they had to go back and they had to go well we got we got to explain some things to people so they created purgatory, and people were like because what happened was going, Martin Luther was saying hey you know. We're saved through grace by faith, not by our own works, because the Bible says it. We're saved through by grace, through faith, and not of ourselves. Otherwise, we could boast about it. So then nothing you can do here on earth is going to make you go to heaven. Only through your faith, by faith in Christ. And, and let me say this. Faith is trusting in him, putting him on. Like you would a parachute before you jump out of an airplane. And trusting in that parachute. It's not just going, oh, I believe Jesus exists. Because the Bible tells us what? What does the Bible tell us? The demons and the devil believe. And they tremble. So the Catholics believe that these people, they, that, uh, they still have a stain on them. A stain on them like their sins have stained their souls. And even after they have repented and asked for forgiveness, they still have this stain on them. And so this, this the, the, purgatory, uh, the teaching on purgatory tells them that when they die, these stains are still on their souls. So... These people who, whose souls are now stained by these sins, because of that, they're not worthy to enter uh, paradise. But they're also not worthy uh, because it's just a stain. You know, they're not dirty. They're just stained, right? So, so they're also not worthy of torment and punishment. They don't deserve to go to hell. So... They have to be cleaned. They have to be cleansed before they are allowed to go into God's presence. 
That's what these books and things that I've read from the Catholic sources tell you. They have to have these stains removed off of them before they can enter God's presence. So, so what the Catholic Church, which you know, the, the Council of Florence came up with, was a solution to this problem. A problem that, might I add, they created themselves. This is an imaginary problem that they've created, that they're teaching people. They're teaching these people that they have a dirty soul. So they came up with this idea of purgatory. You see? And, and once these people arrive here in purgatory, um, they're only there for a short time. And while they're there, they're enduring suffering. This suffering is to purge them of all of the sins that they, that they have on them. These sins that have made them spiritually unclean. So once they are, once they are punished enough, and they've endured enough suffering, they're now clean. And once they're clean, they're now worthy to enter heaven. But they're not worthy to enter heaven until they've been purged, according to the Catholic Church. Now, now I'm only going to touch on this one. I'm not going to go into great detail on this one. Quite frankly, because I don't feel that uh, I could do my argument. You know, I Catholics they they defend all of this, right? Um, by arguing that their prayer for the dead is an ancient practice. Um, but you see, again, prayers for the dead is a false practice. And again, this is something you know. I've read a little. Bit, I've read a little bit. I didn't read as much as I did on purgatory, because purgatory, quite frankly, because I was a paranormal investigator, fascinated me. Right? Um, prayers for the dead, you know, not so much. But it's a false practice. And again, these books told you told me that this started uh, by people who, who in the Catholic Church were considered authorities, you see. And they the for you those of you who aren't familiar with the practice of uh, prayer for the dead. Uh, what they do is they pray for these people who are dead in uh who are in purgatory and they believe that by praying for them they are lessening their suffering but again purgatory not in the bible not once do we read about a cl spiritual cleansing station once not only that but like I was saying, this prayers of the dead is not taught anywhere in the Bible. 
Now, wait a minute. I, I, I hear you, my Catholic friends. I hear you, and I, I already know what you're going to say. You're going to mention about how Paul prayed for Onesiphorus, right? You know, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. And I'm going to read it, and I'm going to, I'm going to touch on it just a tad, okay? The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day, and in how many things he ministered unto me at, at Ephesus, thou knowest, very well now if you what i'm going to ask you to do is i want to ask you my catholic friends to go read put that verse in context read the whole thing because it come it'll come become clear to you that omosiphorus omosiphorus is not dead you see the bible calls people who are in sin dead in sin so it's very possible that Onesiphorus had just fallen away from the church and started sinning again. Just, I beg you to go, don't look, don't talk to your priest about it. Look it up yourself. Research these things. Look at some of your own literature and read. You might be surprised. The teaching of of purgatory is what we're here for. So we're going to get back on that. The teaching of purgatory makes a mockery of Jesus' Jesus's sacrifice. Because what it is saying is that when you ask for forgiveness, you are not fully forgiven. Do you understand that? Do you see where I'm coming from here? The sacrifice of Jesus, our Savior, the sinless Lamb of God, completely and totally cleansed us of our sins. Just read 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Cleanses us from all sin. Now, while you're in 1 John, go look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Where we read, if we confess our sins, this means to Jesus, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus forgave you for everything. Jesus washed you spotless. There is nothing left. When God looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees what Jesus did for you. No one can take that from you. 
No one. No one can tell you you are not good enough because Jesus made you good enough. There are many, many more verses I could choose from, but this, what is supposed to be a short (laughs) podcast exclusive, would, would just go on and on. So what I'm hoping for is that I have helped you understand this a little bit more. Especially that this belief in a middle middle spiritual state what I like to what I like to personally call a celestial laundromat called purgatory is not supported anywhere. In the Holy Bible. And if it's not supported. In the Bible. It's not worth you basing your faith off of. It's not worth you. Worrying yourself to death. And not having the joy. Of knowing that Jesus. Has saved you already. That everything. That needed to be done. Has been done. You are righteous in Jesus. You have put on his righteousness. You have taken off your own unrighteousness. You are clothed in his righteousness. The Holy Spirit is working inside of you. And I pray that what I've what everything I've said here today has touched you in some way. And I pray that that the Holy Spirit makes opens your eyes and you see that it's time to come to, to turn your back on false doctrine and turn to God. And just see how what Jesus did for you. So thank you all for joining me here. Um, this one went on a little bit longer than originally planned. <laughs> this is actually the length of one of my original uh, sermon videos before I started doing the uh, the um, uh, book by book, chapter by chapter breakdowns. <laughs> um, so I hope that uh, you enjoyed you enjoyed the podcast today, and I pray the Lord continue to bless you and keep you, and I'll see you all. In the next podcast exclusive video, and of course, uh, Sunday we'll be doing our uh, our, our continuous reading on uh, Genesis. Um, tomorrow night I'll record uh, the next part in the uh, Biblical Conspiracy videos, or podcast. <laughs> so thank you and God bless you. And I hope to, I hope to, uh, please guys, share the links to these. Uh, let people know about the podcast, let people know about the rumble, because you never know when YouTube will decide, Hey, we don't want Jamie, we don't want Reverend Jamie McCaskill over here on YouTube preaching. You know, the world is becoming so, so dark and people are more, are more worried about their flesh, you know, the, what they 
They're more worried about pleasing the flesh than pleasing God. And they're turning their back on people who preach the word of God. And, you know, they're canceling us, you know. Um, in fact, guys, Tim Allen revealed that this new Santa Claus TV show on Disney is supposed to be a uh, closer, you know, bringing Jesus back into the season. And uh, Cracked, a, a, a channel that, you know, I, I grew up on Cracked Magazine. Uh, so I followed them on YouTube and I followed them on Facebook. I'm no longer following them anywhere. You know, they made fun of uh, Tim Allen for being a Christian. So anyway, thank you. God bless you. And I hope to see you all uh, return soon.